Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is the Hip Hop Save My Life podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Now sit back because it's time for the podcast. Welcome to Hip Hop Save My Life. Uh, we're in the. We're actually in the room. Yeah, we are together. I'm actually together sat again. next to Rumanj. Two meters apart. Fucking well, exciting. Huh? One meter apart. We're one meter apart. I don't That's know. Whatever, whatever is required what. for you not to tweet us and say that we're breaking the law <laughs> is how far apart it's we are. It's good to see you again, though, man, in the room. It's really good to yeah, see yeah, you as yeah. well. There's already a different connection. But yeah, it just feels so <laughs> yeah. much more vibey, doesn't it? Yeah, is that, that is, yeah. that's the so word I was good. looking for. Uh, and we are joined by, also in the room, because it would be weird for me and Rupert to be in the room and then yeah. just Zoom the guest. Uh, somebody who wanted on for a long time, Doneo. How, how you doing, doing brother? How you doing, Rob? Hey, man. R- Rupert, Rob, right? Rupert, yeah. And Rom. Yeah. So I was supposed to be Rob Rom and, and Rupert. Yeah, but you combined it. That's Rob Beckett. That would be like, if we were a couple, that would be our celeb name. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like um, now, you, this outfit. <laughs> so <laughs> let, let Romish describe it, I think. So it's a, it's a, you've gone monochrome. Yeah. In, in different ways the whole way down. So your sunglasses are half white, half black. Yeah. The shirt is patterned, black and white, but two separate mm. patterns. Yeah. Uh, the jeans, one leg white, one leg black. The trainers, one white, one black. Yeah. It feels like I didn't need to explain it all the way down. <laughs> ah! What it's about the under- underpants? Oh, no, the underpants no. are all black. You're not wearing any. So first question, because yes. I, I, I follow you on Instagram, and you, I don't think I've ever seen you not look pretty swish. Oh, thank you. Um, is this unusually like? Because I I think you look fucking great. Right. I wouldn't have the guts to to dress like that. To, now, is that a thing? Are you just you just don't have that? You just got this Andre three thousand thing where you just sort of. No. Uh, all right. So today. Yeah. Like my missus is massively into fashion. Right. And she's going for a job, and she showed me like. Well, no, she's going for like like when she was going for a job. Sorry, shall I say she showed me like like a monocro uh, like a. a how do you say it? Like it, it just—it was a piece of paper that had different various ideas of styling. Oh, okay. Mm. Like, like a, 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 a storyboard. Yeah, kind yeah. of like storyboard. Yeah, yeah. And then I was looking at the storyboard, and I was like, "Oh, monochrome is in fashion." And I've had this outfit for like a year, but I—I right. I didn't know it's not loud enough to be in a video. Mm. Right, right, right. Got you. <laughs> but it's too loud to be worn on every day. Got you. But on a podcast. Well, here's like the happy medium kind got of you. thing, yeah, yeah, like. Yeah. Romish, like Rob. he's he's a big deal group, <laughs> big deal. Yeah. It's like, got well, he's a Nessa. deal. Yeah, Rupert <laughs> is a deal. <laughs> what do you think of this? Because this this thing about sorry, we will talk about hip hop in a bit, but like this um this thing about saving things for best. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Do you know like when you buy like say for example you get a pair of trainers that are mm. like like some sort of grails or something mm. that you fucking had to fork out for. Mm-hmm. Do you just do you just wear them straight away, or is it? Do you think I'm going to say because some people mm. say you don't? Th- this saving for best thing is a bullshit. Is a bullshit I, I, idea. I do both. Right. 
So saying like this outfit, yeah. it just didn't feel right. Whereas today it felt right. Like, like it was on my mind yeah. to wear this outfit like from last night all the way today to the point where I was like questioning. Because to answer your question beforehand, I took the train to King's Cross, but I thought this outfit was too loud to go to King's on the Cross. underground oh, all okay. the way to Piccadilly. Okay. okay. <laughs> so I thought, let me go halfway. Because yeah. that was my reservations. I was like, I wouldn't, on the normal day, yeah. I dress nice, yeah. but it's toned down. Got you. Right. It's not coordinated. Like so you got changed when you got here? No, it, yeah. <laughs> it's coordinated, but it's not, like you can't, you can't not see me. In yeah, this like outfit. this is full on. This yeah. is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Without, even without the the rings and and yeah. whatnot, it's full on. Yeah. So what I did is I came here, I went to King's Cross, and then I caught a cab to Soho. So I am I am aware of certain things, and I know certain outfits. Because you know what, what are you worried is going to happen when you're on the second half of that underground journey? Um, just you're going to draw like, attention. Yeah, because like the type of artist I am, yeah, I've got people that do recognize me all the time, right. And it's kind of like, I like to take London transport yeah. and I like to have as much of a normal life as possible. Sure. So when you're going through a normal day, you have to, what well, I feel I have to like tone it down. If people recognize me, give them your full attention, but more time like you're not here to, I'm here to have a date with my missus. I'm not here to be Deneo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here to take my niece to the park. I'm not here to be Deneo. Like right, if, right, if, right. if I'm, like I remember one time I was taking my niece home from the park and she was tired mm. so I'm carrying her and this woman stops filming and I just naturally just snapped at her I said listen yeah. have some respect like yeah. this is my niece like put that down if you want to if you see me again fine but like this ain't yeah yeah so it's kind of like it's, it's knowing when to be humble if you, and if, you if you had your niece on your shoulders and was wearing this outfit <laughs> yeah I think of, how the yeah. fuck does that guy not want to get filmed like this, do you know what I mean so, so it's I understand what you're saying one, yeah. yeah that's yeah. A, that's a hard one isn't it yeah yeah, yeah it's very hard so it's kind of like and in like situations like this like you're one of my favorite um British comedians like I've said I've spent money coming to your shows oh yeah like you came to the Apollo right on yeah the last so tour. yeah thank again you. as well it's almost like this is an important situation because mm. when my friend told me Smooth when smooth, smooth yeah. Martin yeah. too smooth. Our booker. Yeah. When he was like, oh, like you was excited to. I was just like, okay, because I I know you follow me back and you respond yeah. back, but it's like you're you're big time, isn't it? So like you're this is it also an occasion. I am, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's record, it's like, well, you're big time for me anyway. Yeah. I feel like sometimes you take me for granted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's because I've known you too long, so yeah, maybe yeah, this yeah. is a good way yeah. to this is redress good, it. Thank yeah. you, thank you, bro. Nothing. I I, I think the outfit's great. Thank you. I Thank love you it very much. You well, know I, what? You know what you could do with it. This is just an idea. Mm -hmm. Is like you know those things when he turns sideways and you're yeah. a different character. Yeah. So you could have half hair. Now that and would then be you could like flip. Yeah. That like that version style. is yeah. an upgrade, and that version I'd use for a video. Oh, nice! Yes. Wow. Yeah. Like you're new. not gonna. <laughs> you can't. When in life. No. No. You know, what, what are you suggesting that for? We could have like long no, it's a good idea. Fun. No, it's a good yeah, idea, yeah. but that's your. He could have some this, hair, like a woman's me, length hair. Yeah, but this. To, no, no, look, look, what you're wearing now. Like what you're wearing now is an amazing outfit, yeah. right? If I saw you at a club or something mm. like that, I think this guy looks. If I was doing a performance, I'd wear this outfit. Yeah, what you're talking about is a costume. Yeah, like a sort of. I would wear a costume. Like a Cruella Deville or what? Yeah, you could be man and woman. I would do that. You turned up to the Cruella premiere in that. With half hair, long Not half, woman's hair. This half hair obsession. You know what I mean? I haven't like, even got hair. You think, I, you think I'm rubbish? <laughs> Look, I'm bald, bruv. It's, it's clean know, gone. Wigs, You've got more wigs. hair. I, I, I admire your hairline. I just looked at you your like hairline. It. Wow. Yeah. But like you, like you, you're, you're youthful anyway. I'm, wait, but I'm, I'm waiting for it to It's never. Disappear. It's not going anywhere. If it hasn't gone by the time you were 30, it's not going anywhere. That's good to know. Is that true? That is good to know. 
But by the time got... you're 30, if, you, if by the time you're 30, your hair is not like receding. Right. That's, that's you for got the rest bit, of your life. I've got a bit of that. Everyone kind of gets yeah. that. You're going to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you got a problem happen. there. I've not seen like, that. Like I've not, seen, I've not seen that before. Really? No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> oh, God. So how has uh, all of this, uh, you know, diff- most difficult period in living memory gone for you? Uh, That's just the intro of... to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I kind of excelled. Yeah? Yeah, I passed my driving test last year, October. Congratulations. I just, I just forced Great it. Great time to do your lessons, by the way. Yeah, yeah. are you allowed to do that? Obviously, well, no. Are. He just, he literally just said his. Yeah, yeah. Remember, there, there was, there was like three like, lockdowns, yeah. and in between the lockdowns, we you were free. So every lesson. time we was free, I just forced the lessons until, yeah. pardon, until I just passed. Yeah. Uh, me and my missus. Well, which test centre did you? Mitchum. Is that what is, is that known as a difficult one? Or do you not know? Because not I, I, my test centre was Peace Pottage near Crawley, and I think that's. It might be like the third easiest. Is it? <laughs> Test centre in the is, country for someone like me, right? It's definitely the easiest. Right. I've been trying for twenty years. Whoa, I passed first time. Just so you know. What a weird, what a weird <laughs> brag to throw in there. Just as you said, it's I know, right? Years. Just to rub it's it in, rub it in. Dick move that was. <laughs> well, that might he's, he might pass. Yeah, that first was time. so Brent that was. <laughs> and it was funny, right? Because I, I passed like last. Year. I spoke to my sister about this. Yeah, and she said it wasn't your driving. There was other things at play. Right. Other traffic. Other traffic, yeah. shall we say, at play, clearly. Yeah. And then, so this time, what I did is I did research. I asked all the, the drivers, what is the best place for someone like me? And someone was honest, and he was like Croydon or Mitchum. What is from the best Northwest. place for someone like me? That's a mad... Like, how does somebody <laughs> recommend a test centre for the type of person you are? Well, what the was the reason of, then? The type of person I am, there's, there's a perception when you just look at me straight away. Right. A, this guy a, would do well driving in Mitchum. That's what that guy thought. Yeah, he's he thought, and, and it was funny because the guy who was doing my test was a fan of me. Right. And I tried my best all my days. I tried my best, yeah, <laughs> to hide it from him. Listen, I walked into the test center and they were like, he's your examiner. And then part of me went, oh. But the thing is, right, you just don't know how people are going to react. Because I've sure. done, a, I'm, I'm a ninja. I've done a great job at hiding. Right. I know my music's played everywhere. Yeah. But my face isn't. Right. Right. So he's come over now. I'm like, oh, this is a man's dem. I'm thinking, just, just keep it to yourself. Because I never just jump out there. Hey. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, <laughs> so. What a way to start a test. I know, right? You can say that when you passed. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he goes, so what do you do for a living? And I don't really like lying. So I'm like, oh, I make music. He went, oh, all right, cool. Still didn't recognize me. I'm like, right. right, bless. Yeah. Driving now. He's asking me little questions here and there about my career. He's like, so, do you make music here? I was like, yeah, 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 wait, hold on. Do my thing. And I said, who do you work with? I'm like, oh. This guy's really fucking irresponsible mm. examiner, mm. by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was great. Oh. And um, he, I said, oh, you know, people like Retro 32 gigs. And he was like, he looked at me and he went, so I must know who you are. I still haven't answered. I'm still driving. Yeah, yeah. And he goes, bruv, just tell me, like, like, who are you? So I said, Deneo. When all my days, if I tell my wife who I'm, what? And then the whole test was just him asking me, so what was it like working with this person? What was it like working with that person? And then every time there was like a a, a, a risk, I'd be like, look, I can't talk right now. Boom, 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 done my thing. So we drove in and as we were driving in, in my head, I was thinking, this guy needs to pass me. The way he was asking yeah. me questions. Because that would be so, so awkward. Oh, it would be yeah, so yeah. pretty. Yeah. Soon as I, soon as I parked up, 
He said, I'll just take you out of your misery. You passed. When I say me and this guy screamed, yeah, he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was happy for me. Like we was, oh mate, I, I could have cried. Every once in a while now, it took me so long to pass my driving test. I'm still happy I've passed. Yeah, I'm you're, you're, you're buzzing day. every time you get behind the wheel. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah. wow, I'm driving. <laughs> maybe that's what that guy meant when he said like Mitchum's a good place because there's a lot of Donao fans. Yeah, maybe, Probably, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Well, he didn't know I was Donao. <laughs> or maybe he heard from my voice, you know? I imagine that though. He sort of, the guy loses his shit, asks you all these questions about wretch and gigs and all that. And then at the end of it, he's like, oh yeah, by the way, you're going to have to use public transport if you want to, if you want to meet up with them guys again. Yeah, long team. So you talked about the the people you've collaborated with. The, the, the thing that I think is difficult is to describe exactly what your music is, do you know what I mean? Because it is so sort of... You're multi-genre, I would describe you as, right? Is that is that a fair description? I have been multi-genre. Yeah. But I feel like I'm split into different facets. So go on. So for, for, yeah. for the benefits of our listeners, how would you... As Deneo, yeah. the artist... Yeah. I am an Afrobeats artist. Yeah. I make all, all, of, all of my songs that have been popular are like Afro influence. Like my new songs, I'm a Piano, which is a, a massive scene that was created in South Africa. Then people, mostly people know me for like funky house stuff and yeah. whatnot. As a producer, I'm multifaceted. Right. So as Deneo, my audience wants to hear me do Afro music. And to be honest, that's the stuff I love making. Right. But as a producer and a songwriter, I can make anything. So that's why you get the songs with gigs, yeah. with Wretch. And and how did you, how are you, like, are you, have you got stuff coming out? I mean, now you've just got a, got a single out now, but are you... Yeah, I've got a new song called She Belongs to the Night. It's yeah. out right now, produced by Super D and Taffa. She only loves when she's lonely. She only wants to see me at the midnight. I be with her and her only. She doesn't want to commit to the night. And are you going to bring out an album? Is that the plan? Yeah, I've, this is like the first single. I've got yeah. like all the singles ready. I'm just trying to work out where the direction of the album. I know sonically what the direction is. Now I need to work out what the language is, you know? Right. What's a, what's a Donao fan like? It feels like you're, you kind of get a hype, a crowd hyped up, right? Yeah, I feel like Donao fans are quite mature. Yeah. Driving instructors, stuff like Driving that. instructors. Mm. They're, they're people that like enjoying life. Mm. Like, I find a lot of, like, responsible men, like, people that are responsible follow me. Right. Like, people that genuinely are, like, maybe like, good people or whatever follow my career. I'm starting to find now, because my music's so positive, I think a lot of the people who are doing, like, obscure things on the streets and whatnot, they, they are into them, my music, but probably not necessarily into me. Yeah. Whereas the, the normal, everyday person... It's into me and my music. Right, got you, got you, got you. Here's a little bit that you like to pull. How did you get into hip-hop? Obviously, you're a hip-hop fan. That's why we... Oh, yeah, hip-hop was what got me into music. So what So what was your journey into hip-hop then? So my dad used to play... Like, he used to have a brown Cavalier. And he always used to play music in there. And I love Cavaliers. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I've said, <laughs> I've said <laughs> that like it's a chocolate bar. I know, right? All of us... Mm. Cavalier. Cavalier. You learned to drive in one. No, I like to drive in a Honda. 
Civic. Uh, anyway, Ford, Ford KA. I like to drive. <laughs> uh, anyway, go on. Sorry. So um, I remember this day vividly. My dad put in a tape and it had like Coolmo D, KRS One. And I re- like when I was younger, I used to like jackets with big necks so I can hide my face. And I remember poking my face out and I was like, Dad, what's this? Like, and he's like, oh, this is rap music. Because he was a heavy Ice-T fan. Right. But obviously that was a bit much for a six-year-old to listen sure. to. Yeah. So then I remember thinking, oh, I'm going to do this for the rest of my life. Really? In yeah. that moment? Wow. Yeah. In the Cavalier? Wow. I remember it like it was yesterday. It was like, oh, I'm going to do this for the What rest was of it my about life. that then? I don't know. When you're six, you don't know. It's like mm. when you're an adult, like say this outfit, for instance, there's so many reasons I, I, I could tell you why I wore this outfit because I'm a fully fledged, intelligent adult, right? But when you're a child, you don't think about things. You feel things mm. and then you react. Right. And I heard it and I was like, I want to do, this makes me feel good. I, I want to do this for myself. That, I wanna, but but, but wow. do you mean music in general, that specific hip hop? Well, obviously, there was only hip-hop I heard. Right. So at first, you're thinking it's hip-hop, but hip-hop was my introduction to music. And then as I got older, I realized I I have a wide taste. Got you. The first music Mm. I fell in love with was hip-hop. So your dad was a proper hip-hop head? Dad was a hip-hop head. He was a proper soul head. There was loads of Luther Vandross. When my dad was in the car was when he was the most happiest and doing the Luther Vandross thing. Bearing in mind, he's come into that from like soul and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I imagine, did he ever quite a purist attitude towards hip hop? Like, you know, it's not be... really, not really. My dad was more like, he, if he likes it, he likes it. Like my dad was into Ice T because Ice T was a real gangster and yeah. he liked the real the realism in it. And obviously, like my mum as well, she used to be a performer, right? So what did she do? She was like a singer in right. like Europe. She she was born in Ghana. She used to sing like in the hotels and stuff like that in Ghana, and then she moved to like. Sweden and Germany and toured and I've got like the like little paper clips of her um, doing her performances and stuff like that and I realised that I think from them they both had a wide like in my house you would hear I you would hear Ice Cube and Paul Simons mm, right. yeah great do you understand what I'm saying yeah, yeah, yeah. or you'd hear um, Phil Collins and Bob Marley in my house you'd hear all of these different sounds that they they would just play out loud kind of thing. Diana Ross, my mum, me, my missus, my mum and her mum had a barbecue on Saturday and my missus, like a genius, just played Motown hits. Right. Listen, the way my mum and her um, and my mm. mother-in-law were going on, yeah. mum was singing. She was just like, oh, they were telling us how big Diana Ross was. Right, right trying to educate us and stuff yeah. like that so did you then hunt, hunt down rap music or you because you're in a house full of sort of multiple generate multiple gen- genres i think you sort of or did you just focus in on hip-hop i focused on hip-hop until i got into jungle right so my first love was mm. hip-hop music mm. and what sort of stuff are you listening to uh, like I said, like my first album was an EPMD album. I make a million bucks every six months and y'all hating my game, saying my name. They call me the E wrong things. No one I'm fly without wings. But some of y'all have to pull strings. In this era, I maintain the freak upon the beat. Master bass lines of Raphael Sadiq, lyrical mastermind of genius. So don't snooze, no missions impossible. Ask Tom Cruise. Uh-huh. I keep a joint lit when I have to spit a rough paragraph. Last when I'm busting your ass, who wanted? Come and see. To like Onyx, Dr. Dre's The Chronic. I remember the first day I had Dr. Dre's Chronic. My friend came to school. 
got his headphones. It was primary school. We ran into the corner. He was listening. This ain't what and tricks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like we listening to all the. Oh my god! I know. Like it's it's weird, isn't it? Because mm. like, sometimes when I think about, I remember when I heard first said, first said straight out of Compton or fuck the police or whatever, yeah. anything like that. I, when I look back on it, it felt like such an amazing mo- musical mm. moment in my life. But at the same time, there's no doubt that I was very excited about the yeah. swearing. Yeah. Of yeah. course. I, mean, oh, you know I, mean? like, yeah. I remember the, 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 the day I got an Onyx, because obviously Onyx says, can I swear on this podcast? Yeah, of course, yeah. go for it. Fucking So the name of the Onyx please, album is called please, Back the Fuck Up. <laughs> yeah, Back the Fuck Up. So I remember like, being... On it and all yeah, that. yeah, I remember either I just started... No, I'm, I'm at the end of primary school. Right. We're in HMV. See Back the Fuck Up. In my head, I'm thinking, you're going to be brave enough to ask for this album. Yeah. He's like, what do you want? And I was like, ah. Oh. I picked it up slowly and he took it. And he said, listen, if I hear you saying any of these words, I'll move to you. I'll buy this, but just understand. Yeah. <laughs> if yeah. I hear you, because my dad was a, he's an army man. So he was very, very hands-on, shall we say. Right. So he was just like, if, if I hear you, he, he, he monitored my, like, so it, I think I was lucky to have a parent that didn't let the music influence me kind of vibe. Right, right, right. So I always just saw it as, because uh, I wasn't allowed it's to. It's entertainment. Yeah I, yeah, I wasn't allowed to fully indulge in it. Got you. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah, words yeah. are powerful at the yeah, end yeah. of the day. Yeah, yeah. But for me, it was like, he was so strict on it and I was so afraid of him. I was like, okay, cool. I, I, I'll just take it as music. Yeah. And then the other hope is like, back the fuck up was all one word. Yeah, so I imagine part of you is thinking it, maybe, yeah. Might, yeah, maybe you might not clock this. <laughs> nah, dad, my dad clocked it. He knew what time but it you was. Know, do, you, do you remember? I don't know if you remember at that time, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember I was I was reading Hip Hop Connection at that time mm. when Onyx came out, and I think Onyx were like, I'm, I, it, look, hip hop nerds. I'm sorry if I've got this wrong, but like, I'm pretty sure they were like co-signed by Jam Master J. No, they were. He he's the one after um, Run DMC. They didn't split. They kind of slowed down. Yeah. Jam Master J started a record label. And Onyx was one of his developing artists. That's and so right, was 50 yeah. Cent at that period as well. Oh, is that right? Yeah, 50 Cent. Um, Jam Master J taught 50 Cent. Because 50 Cent could rap, but Jam Master J taught him how to write songs. Right, right, right. And, and, and fucking hell, what a skill he's mm. given him. That, no, guy, right? can, that guy can write a song. Mm. Listen. <laughs> um, but yeah, so like, so I remember, because I remember reading, because Onyx were like, I don't know, I don't, I don't know what it is about Onyx. That like because obviously hip hop had been around for a while and sort of hip hop was swearing had been around for a while and I know that there were headlines in like NWA and like every now and again the newspapers the British tabloids would look, do a thing there'd be a thing in the media about this record has come out and it's hugely offensive I remember when mm. Snoop's first album came out that was a big yeah. thing wasn't it mm. I remember when Onyx's album came out like they'd have a photo of Onyx because Onyx looked fucking terrifying Terrible, yeah. on the cover you know just them looking down yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. and they'd just go this crazy group or whatever blah blah and I remember like for some reason Jam Master J sort of being involved with them made them seem a bit safer do you know what I mean like it was <laughs> you should have told bit, press that yeah yeah was I, like, know, I never thought of it like that it was, I, yeah, no, it was, I think looking at them they were way more animated than a lot of the others so it was almost like the animation and the words mm. yeah you know? I mean I mean, it's like that that sort of the way they all rap like rap rock music yeah it was mm. like proper like you know they're sort of shouting and I mean just sticky fingers man. oh the way they used to put him on the third verse yeah mate, so mate, mate. <laughs> they would hold the best till last I'm a b-boy standing I'm a b-boy standing give me the microphone before I bust in my pants what <laughs> what standing in my b-boy standing give me the microphone before I bust in my pants the mad author of anguish my language polluted onyx is heavyweight 
Beauty. It took the words right out my mouth. I walk a mile in my shoes. I pay so many dues. I feel used and abused, and I'm so confused. Now, excuse me, for example, I'm the inspiration of a whole generation. The rest of them were trying to do the rock thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, now, he used his voice excellently. It's incredible. It's incredible. It reminded me a bit of, I don't know if you knew the Fushnikin. Oh, I remember the oh, Fushnikin. Yeah, yeah. So, do you want up that yeah. chip? And we ran. Yeah, yeah. So, wow. Chip Fu. Chip Tuckatash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chip. That's Chip Fu. You listen to the other two, and they were great, right? You're just waiting for Chip Fu to go. Ah. Like Buster and Leaders of the New School. Yeah. Always waiting for him. No, but Chip Fu was Eminem before Eminem. Mate, this guy was what a he, what genius. He did, what he did with his voice was ridiculous. Yeah, crazy. I thought I saw a pudding jack. I did. I did the Humpty Dumpty bash with Dumpty. Picking a biscuit, this little kick. I might stop. Pick it up, pick it up, pick it up, pick it up. Like Pinocchio, move it up. Under the under the Humpty Dumpty camera, hump nose. So play those see those suffer second task. My mister told dogs the whiters after my seven doors with stars. After me lucky charms, so leaping leprechauns. The gallon pushing my pedal to the metal, working around for the cocoa bosses, and I love my booty pebbles. So I'll need my partner. Give me the, give me the. Yeah, yeah. Like it was just like. Like, yeah. okay, nah, nah, <laughs> yeah, 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 it was mad. <laughs> but, like, the thing is, like, we've like, because, like, you said with Buster, like, when Buster came out and started doing, like, you know, he'd come on, it was the, the flavor in your ear mm. remix. Yeah, I remember, yeah. like, when he came on and did that last verse, mm. yeah, and whenever you'd hear that drop in a club. A lot of the yeah. time, the DJ would only ever play, would only play the Buster Was verse, that when he right? went, hey, hey? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, You yeah. best believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey. Um, but like, Buster became known for like mm. that kind of cameo. Yeah. Chip Fu, I, I never felt like he got the, I don't, I he don't. didn't go on to great I just things. don't feel like people respected mm. the fact that he was doing something so different from what everyone else was doing. I man. think people I think respect it. It's just certain types of rap music get a certain type of attention. Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like creative, really well thought out rap music. When it's like people like you or me, we re- revere it as the, oh, yo, this is amazing. Yeah. But some people look at that as like, it's, oh, it's cheesy, it's corny and stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And that's the problem with hip hop is like, we only revere one thing as this is, this is amazing. When actually all, the whole diaspora of hip hop, the best versions of every style Hip hop is excellent. Yeah, mate. Mm. Do you know what? It's such mm. a good shout because I've got to be honest with you. Even like from starting doing this podcast, I was, I had a bit of a, a bit of a, like an old school kind of purist head mm. about it. Mm-hmm. I think we both did. Yeah, and, yeah. Like, and like you sort of go, hip hop to me, for me to respect it as a thing, it has to fit within this narrow. Do you I know can mean? already tell what you you're on. Boom bap rhythms. <laughs> But, but distinctive voice yeah yeah all of that right but part I've got to be honest like majorly because of doing this podcast you br- branched it, yourself out well you just sort there. of go exactly what you just said mm. is the truth is where you sort of go in every sort of area of hip hop the people that are the very best at that it's fucking great music it might great. not be it might not be the multi-syllabic metaphorical all of this stuff mm. that, but it's still like they're still the way they play with their voice the musicality of it all yeah. of that. It's like you, it's a different set of skills. Like anyone it's that listens great. to Fushnikins and doesn't think what he's doing, if you don't, you don't have to like it, mm. but you have to respect what he's yeah. done with his voice yeah. because you couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? And they're, like, so, to do it. they're like, so? And it's like, well, I can't talk about selling crack. Yeah, yeah. You still respect me. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like you, you can't just 
in my opinion, and I do believe in this, this one, you can't just look at one thing and be like, this is credible. We respect this. We don't respect that. Because I've, me personally, I've never been a stuck in the era type person anyway. Yeah. I love every era for what it is. Like this era, I don't expect them to be lyrical. Yeah, I expect yeah. to hear banging melodies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool lines here and there. Yeah. Like yeah. a bit more honesty. Like rappers these days, if you want bars from rappers in this era, rappers these days are very vulnerable and honest about their feelings. Yeah. So the bars may not be metaphorical, but you get an insight into how they think. Well, th there is, I think that, that vulnerability thing is something that we have seen in hip hop that I don't think we've seen before. Never. Mm. Like, you know, mm. because obviously hip hop is synonymous with bragging. And, yeah. you know, this is, you know, this is how I'm doing it, you know. And the only vulnerability... This is why I'm the, the, Yeah, yeah. The only vulnerability you might show is a vulnerability in your background. Like LL Cool J, mm. I need love. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or women. Yeah. background or women. And even the vulnerability in your background, it's like they, they only show you the tough bits. Yeah. Mm. They don't show you the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where you got beat up all the time yeah, to become yeah. tough. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so, but now you've got a thing where like you're listening to people like... You know, the people that everyone knows, like like J, your J. Coles and people like that. And, and it, you know, even like when you listen to Jay-Z has changed, do you know what I mean? Like mm. 444, that, that album, he's like being vulnerable on that album. Do you yeah, know what I mean? That, and isn't, like, isn't that just a sort of cultural shift anyway, that people are more open to talking nowadays than I guess maybe so, back yeah, in maybe. the day? Like, like, think it's, yeah, but it feels yeah. like rappers are talking mm. about mental health issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Like, and yeah. they're, they're, they're saying it like, the thing, another thing for me, as I've gotten older, I've started to realize when you listen to like proper songwriters, Brian Adams, Aerosmith, and you hear the lyrics they come up with, and it's not, it's a metaphors in, in a different yeah. way. I know what you're saying, yeah. Do you understand? Mm. Then you start listening to rap music, and I feel like elements of how those songs used to be written are in these new rappers. Starting to come, I, yeah, I totally know like, like, because like, They're like songwriters. Yeah, yeah, because because... You've seen a move away from it being super literal, right? Yeah, so, they, yes. so they so they were talking. That is about, the best way I've ever heard it. Yeah, super literal. Yeah, and so like th that's why that kind of that kind of metaphors in in lyrics and stuff. It's kind of why that music people talk about that songwriting. You sort of think, why aren't people talking about rapper songwriting? And it's because it's it's a more sort of immediate kind of reportage. Do you know what I mean? Rather than like they're using imagery and mm. stuff like that. And occasionally you get it. Like, people like Nas have been doing it for a long time. But, like, you're right. It's moved away from that. And, yeah, you're seeing a different type of... I, I hadn't, I, it hadn't occurred to me until you started talking about it. But you're absolutely right, man. It's like... And then if you can see it like that, then you can start going, oh, I get this. Mm. And, you, and then you start listening to lines like Marvin's Room. Yeah. I always say to everyone, if you want to know who Drake is, listen to Marvin's Room. Yeah. That will tell you what his personality is like. I wouldn't be able to tell you what Sticky Fingers' personality is like because he <laughs> all he tells me is he he's robs just, everyone. Do you know what I mean? And give me the scared, microphone before I, I jizz. Like, <laughs> it's a he's good just point, hiding though. his true feelings. Mate, yeah, it's a, yeah. a very good mm. point. I hadn't thought of it like that, but you're right. And, and that is a thing where, like, actually, I don't know. It's, it's that's only a positive thing, isn't it? That kind of. Well, it, 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 I like different styles of music because that's how I grew up. But when I analyze it, the reason why that for me is a blessing is because I will never stop loving music. I will, there will never be nothing. Like, there's always going to be a new experience for me. Right. 
was thinking about this yesterday. Like there's always going to be, there's always something new and exciting to do. When you get older, you kind of feel like, oh, I've heard it all. And mm. like, like I wished, there was a long period of time I wished <laughs> that someone could hypnotize me to forget that I ever heard hip hop. Just so I can again. hear it again. Have that again. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm thinking, right. And then I heard like Lil Wayne on his last album. And I was like, actually, I don't need to. Like this guy, like, he's got one song. I remember what it's called. I'll, I'll send it to you. It's like, I think it's called Mamma Me or something like that. My my goodness. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. I was thinking, what? But like, because I'm so open to new things. Mm, yeah. I'm open to being surprised again. Yeah. yeah. And that's a blessing. In yeah, life. that's great. But. It's a thing where, like, sometimes I feel like that about songs, right? Like, so for example, like, I love Biggie, mm. but I've heard every bar that Biggie's rapped so many, so many times, mm. right? And so you feel yourself going, I wish, I wish I could feel like what it's like to hear that again for the first time. And then somebody like a J period will do like a remix and throw like the same mm. verse that you've heard so many times over a different beat. And it is a bit like, like hearing it for the first time. Mm. Like it's the closest, right. I think, to that experience of hearing that again. You know, you sort of, but yeah, totally. I like to reset. So I won't listen to something for years. Right. Like I've started listening to Ready to Die. I haven't listened to Ready to Die in like 10 years. I have, I've had the same thing. Like same in the last yeah, yeah. year, I've been listening to it again. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, oh, this is actually banging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. You're a part of the UK scene. Uh, yeah. And you've worked with gigs and you've worked with Wretch, as your driving examiner said, and you've worked <laughs> with all these people. What's it been like for you coming up and seeing what's going on in the UK scene? Like, what's your sort of take on it all? Well, I came from an era where there was nothing. I was like at the beginning of all this, right? They they invented One Extra because of me, Wiley and Dizzy. I was the first One Extra artist to look for kind of thing. Yeah, They built a whole infrastructure mm. because of what we was doing. And I remember going to Pirate Radio and how hard it was to for, for British black music to even be heard. And even when Funky was about, I... Had a nine to five. I'd given up on music, and then I went back into given up. Mm. Yeah, because I was just like, I'm 22, 23. Yeah, I haven't had no life experiences. I've tried to do this music thing since I was six years old. Yeah, it's got me. You know, I had a nice stint in grime. I had yeah. a nice stint in bassline. Mm. Yeah, but yeah. I wasn't making any money. Yeah, and I'm a man at the end of the day. Like I need to protect, and I need to like survive, and I need to protect myself and others. Like I've always. 
I was always going to become this person. So I grew up to a certain point and I was just like, I just need a job because my friends are going on holiday mm. since they were 17 years old, mm. having all these experiences and I ain't even got money to take a girl out on a date. So I just humbled myself and was like, get a job. I didn't do music for like six months. I just focused on doing the job. And was that, well, were you thinking that was going to be permanent? Yeah, what? in my head, I wanted to find a job to find another job. Because right. you know you can't get a job yeah, without having a job. Yeah, yeah. Weird, right? Mm. And then I wanted, the, the second job would be a company that I liked. And I'll start from the bottom and I'll rise up to the top. And then I started seeing in the workplace, there was people like, say you. I'd meet someone just like you, persona, everything. We're talking good. A couple months go by and we're talking and I find out you're selling crack. Right. And I'm just like, why? And you're like, Ian, like, that's my name, Ian. It's like, Ian, like, I, I've, I've got a wife, mm. two kids. I, this job, I can't afford, like, to look after them with that. I have, I have to do that. And he's not turning into, there's no aggression. There's, there's real, there's real struggle there. Mm. You know, before you just see people, they're just on road selling drugs and do that's a that's a choice this guy doesn't have a choice yeah this is mm. out of, born out of pure necessity it's out of pure necessity do you know what i mean yeah people were laundering money i mm. was thinking you know my eyes were just open to the realities of what life really is mm. right and i thought to myself i can make music i can make a couple hundred pound every month without having to do that well on the side while you yeah well i didn't there. have to do that yeah, sell drugs yeah. and whatnot. so that's what got me back into making music we what did you say? It was a six-month period. You just yeah, were working for six months. Yeah, so six-month yeah. period. So then when I got back into Funky, I'm just trying to give you my mindset. Mm. Yeah, yeah, Things were so hard back then, I decided I'm never going to win any awards for my work. I'm ne <laughs> like, 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 no one's going to give me, like, Mobos, like, even my own culture. Like, I make such underground music. Yeah. Like, my music's always been, if you want to call it, pure, innit? And that but you're not, you're not chasing... What I think of always about your music is you're not chasing what's hot. Do you know what I mean? You do what you like. Yeah, I do, what I, I do what I experience. Yeah, yeah. If I'm raving to it, I'm going to make it. Yeah, That's yeah. basically how I work. So my mindset was, I'm not going to win any awards. So don't be angry if the MOBOs don't, like, nominate right. you for anything. Don't be angry if this person doesn't nominate. It's like, that's not for you. Just be happy that you can make a couple of hundred pounds here and there. Right. Do you know what I mean? Now, it's like millionaires are made in six months. Yeah. It's not just one black kid that the industry chooses to go through. Yeah. There's 20 guy. of us mm. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it took me three years because this all of this happened at the beginning of 2016. This whole UK explosion happened mm. in 2016. And it took me to end of 2019, just before the pandemic. And I was just like... I have to change my mindset mm. because now I can win awards and not only can I sell millions of records, I've got this writing skill mm. and this producing skill. I can produce for other people yeah. and give them awards. I had, to, I had to, it took me a while to kind of wrap my mind around that from nothing. You're not going to achieve mm. nothing. Yeah, yeah. Like people, when, they, when they're talking to you, I'll, I'll see an A&R party to my music and meet his wife to my music. And then I'll, <laughs> I'll go and have an A&R meeting with me and they're being sarcastic and they're being like, um, um, I don't know what the other word is, but they're being rude. Yeah. I'm like, but yesterday I, I was, we were raving together. Whereas now people are like respecting what you do because there's real money in it now. There's yeah. mi millions mm. of pounds. Once you start making millions of pounds, 
people's perception of success changes. Yeah. It's disgusting though, that yeah. is. I mean, it's absolutely disgusting. I think it's nature. Yeah, I guess so. I think it, now it's nature. Like, like a lioness, the 10 lionesses that find their lion ain't, ain't going to give themselves to a lion that ain't going to go hunting and it's just lazy and hair's falling out. They're going to give themselves to the... You've to absolutely the... described me as a lion. I've got to be honest with you. They're always going to go... That is, it's just nature. It's like, it's, it's like, if you're successful and powerful, people are going to want to be successful and powerful off of you. Yeah, got you. How it works. Yeah. And so how have you found, like, seeing the UK rap scene, for example, yeah. go from where it was to where it is now? I mean... You were in and amongst that, right? I mean, that, that, yeah, it, it seems... must have been fucking insane to be inside it and see like... When it, when I was inside it, I didn't look at it because I was still in the mindset of struggle. I didn't realise, wait, I've been doing this for 20 years. And yeah. I've always made money from this. Maybe I'm good at my job. Right. I was just seeing it from a survival point of view. And then I had to stop, like completely stop. I didn't make music last year for like eight months just to reset my mind. And I was like, this is actually a, a viable career. Mm. Like, I'm t I can be take I can be taken seriously. And I don't care what anyone says. I don't care what people think, but it does feel nice when you're respected. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, mm. You're not supposed to care about what people think. Otherwise, I wouldn't be wearing the outfit that I'm wearing. But it is nice. I walk in the room and you say, mm. that's a nice outfit. I'm just like, oh wow, I really respect your comedy. This, this guy that I respect, like, is just giving me a, mm. a compliment. And it's the same with music. It's like, you're not supposed to care what other people think, otherwise, you'll be following trends. Mm. But it is nice when an award show from your culture specifically says, hey, well done. We want to celebrate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you for your work. Like, and I was I, like, I think that's the biggest thing for me. Like, when gigs got the first plaque for Lockdo, that was important to me because I was like, this person looks like me. Yeah. He comes from where I mm. come from. Like we're, we're both kids that love making music and we like making music that we like making, not what the mainstream wants us to make, what we want to make. Mm. That's why the songs sound the way they do with me and gigs is because we're both music men first. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Woo! I got these bitches on So seeing him give me a plaque, remember, I remember thinking, like, so that means that I can give someone a plaque. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the inspiration to it all. It's like even, like say you, when, when I went to the Hammersmith show, yeah. but to see another brown person ramp out Hammersmith, the whole place, you know, mm. and this was like 2017. So this is when the whole, like, the cultural shift was happening. Yeah. I think you was a part, you was definitely a part of the cultural shift because it wasn't just music. You were seeing that all types of other cultures other than white were being accepted mm. in the mainstream yeah, yeah, yeah. and taken seriously. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I, I feel like now I'm starting to go, oh, okay. We can actually do something with yeah. this. Yeah. Sorry to be so deep. No, it's good. It's good. 
but I do think it's a it's a difficult line to walk. What you're talking about in terms of like, um, is it? In terms of in terms of a, a recognition and stuff like that is what I mean. Like in terms of, it's nice to be it's nice to be rewarded. Yeah, and I totally agree with you. It is nice to be rewarded, but you also have to accept that that's a nice thing to happen. But not allow yourself to become too attached to needing yeah, that to happen. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't be it's, it's a very difficult. Mm. It's a very difficult thing to get your head around. Do you know what I mean? I, I think I found that as a comedian, it's like wanting to go. If if you get an, a, a recognition or something like that, that is great. <laughs> but I have to not allow that to sort of be the end. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. You know, this mm. can't be the thing that I'm trying mm. to aim for. Yeah. Like as soon as you start doing that, I'm, do, I'm not saying your, this to you like yeah. you've done it, but I just think. That for a cr- no, I have done it, but I I think once you get that mind, it's hard to get to the mindset we're talking about. But once you get there, it's like, why didn't I realize this earlier? Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because you know another thing as well, you're you're blocking your blessings. Because when you're entitled to something, say like you get an award, you might get a Grammy for best comedy album. Yeah. Well, I you're if if you're entitled to it, your response is, well, I deserve this. Whereas if you're like. I'm not entitled to this. It would be nice. Be like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I won! <laughs> That's a better response. You know what I'm saying? You're going to get a joy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. when um, totally. Big Nasty and Mo yeah. won yeah, yeah, the Baptist yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're not entitled to their success. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get to experience the joy of actually being rewarded yeah, and celebrated yeah. for their success. Yeah. And yeah. I feel like when, you're, when you let your ego... When you let your ego live in front of you, your ego actually stops you from experiencing things in life mm. that you should be experiencing, the joyful yeah. things in life, yeah. Yeah, totally agree. <laughs> so um, what, uh, what hip-hop are you listening to now? What have you got on... Uh, 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 like, you know, you talked a lot about sort of older artists. Is there, are there more modern artists that you listen to? I listen to a lot of Drake, whenever Drake comes out. Yeah. I love J. Cole's new album. That album is <laughs> delightful. To the left of that decimal, I need seven figures to play the joint. Turn up your decibels, peepie decimator joint. Check out my projects like the workers that section eight points. And you'll see how I flip like exclamation points. My niggas shoot first as if they never played the point. More two guards, enough straps to fill for you hogs. More depth than World War II calls around these parts. We put a brown just to drown these thoughts of black corpses and count. Um, I like little baby. Yeah. I like, I love the baby. The baby. So actually, it was Martin that got me onto the baby, right? Because he said to me, <laughs> he said to me, this is exactly the type of artist that you will say I'm not, I'm not going to engage with. Like he was saying to me, he goes, but trust me, listen to him. The guy's got skills. Now he's uh, like an old. He's like he's like a new school ludicrous. Yeah, yeah, mate. <laughs> that is, what a fucking description, by the way. Mm. That is what he's like. Man. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, so yeah. good. <laughs> he's so good. Proper songs. Like proper rap song. Yeah, as well. he's got skills, man. Let down the window, you see me. Let the bitch down. We got AR, four, five, nines in the two-tone Lamborghini. I walk in this bitch by myself, nigga. Still got on all this bling bling. I told reach on the top on that Royal LeBron and this bitch with that thing. thing. Nigga, they just told me that somebody died, but it don't bother me. That's a G thing. So? No, it don't bother me. It's a G way. I don't know what went down at that Walmart. Uh, uh, I don't know what happened on that freeway. No. Okay, there go that baby. He back now. Run that back, hey, bitch. Turn that on replay. Oh, he still got that shit with that bop in it. Oh, they thought that little nigga went pop. I'm one of them superstar rappers. British wise, I love Mist. Love Mist. 
if Mist wasn't popular tomorrow and still released music, I'd still spend money on his music. Yeah. Like his music is like collector's items for me. I love Mist. Why do you, what is it about him that you love so much? I like the beats that he chooses. I like, like to me, Mist sounds like a slowed down old school garage MC. Right, with right, better right. lyrics. <laughs> Do you know that? <laughs> when am I inside? <laughs> I'll be booking them like Palace, puffing on my chalice. True, sir, I'm an addict. 24 Cali, don't make me have to grab it. Cabbage, niggas can't manage. That's another slapping. Niggas thinking that I'm famous, that I won't slap it. Nigga, I'm erratic. Erdington Savage, yeah, you call this modern warfare. When we double tap it, clicking and we clacking. Shots burning through his jacket. Like he, he he does the same flow. If you listen to it, it sounds yeah. like slowed down mini, mini, mic MC. Yeah, right, right. Yeah. But with better lyrics. Right, right, right. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um Giggs, obviously, Giggs is my favourite UK rapper. Who else? I love D Block Europe. I love their songwriting. Um Pot of Paper, I like Pot of Paper. Pot of Paper is so good. That um have you heard the new Red Shack record? No, but I've seen it. Is it big? I love it, man. It's quite an introspective album. It is, yeah, it is. There's a tune on it called Pressure. I posted about it today, but mm. um, I don't know why that I said that out loud. Yeah. I posted about it. But that's, that, that tune, Pressure, is unbelievable. The whole record's mm. great. It's mm. great, man. Rather go to war than be working on ships. Everything I do is from my own hands. Every time I crept was from my Conan. Every time I was set was from my old man. When I got a thread, I took a rope pan. Tied it round your neck to make a bow and I got my respect on my own fam. Looked up to my oldest, but my oldest getting old fam. Where the son I own fam? I say you feel? Yeah, that's how I feel. In 35 sitting on, I ain't going mill. Hand to hand trapping, still supplying on the hill. Now you're standing there chatting like I ain't in the field. I got an iron in the field. You know who I am in the field. Yeah. But gigs, just with gigs, like obviously everybody loves gigs. Mm. I just, I just, I'm so jealous of his voice, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was born with something special. With it's that. magic. But he doesn't talk like that. Right. Mm. That's the that's the weirdest. That like, is when he's he like, he yeah. like this. And when he raps, <laughs> yeah. So like, where did that come from? Yeah. And then when you listen was to him. Was he like his, that from, from day one? He's always been like that. In, yeah. He said that, um, I saw an interview with him and he was just like, he used to question like, why does my voice sound different when I rap? Right. And my voice sounds so different to everyone else's. But there was a reason we needed, I love, I love distinctive tones. Yeah. But I'm in love with unique tones. Yeah. You don't get unique. Dizzy Rascal mm. was a unique yeah. tone. Yeah, yeah. And he understood how to use his voice. Giggs, another one. Unique tone. And he understood how to use his voice. Dizzy Rascal's a great one. We've, we've had him on the podcast, but like, it's that thing of like, when you first hear it, you just think, I can't think of anything even mm. as a reference point for how this sounds. Do you, no, do you know what I mean? Not at all. Like, you didn't even think someone was born like that. You, you don't realise, in the UK, we're so... We're so relaxed and uh, and humble. We don't realize there's we have stars here. Yeah, yeah. It's just that we're not loud about it. Like you're a star. Thanks, mate. But like you are a star. No, you are. But like you're not an. Uh, 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 if you was American, yeah, you'd be a lot more loud about it. Whereas British people, we're not as much, but mm. we're just as much. There's just as many stars here. I know, mean? but it's a. But I, I think that's. But that is just—it's—it's it's just British. a cultural thing, isn't it? It's Where you like you sort of go, I can't, I cannot, you know. I don't know what you all. Are. I mean, look, I, I know music and comedy is different, but whenever I like I make something or a show comes out or I do a new tour show, I'm almost apologising for delivering mm. it. Do you know what I mean? You sort of mm. go, I've got this thing coming out. 
if you'd like to give it, if you'd like to check out, it would be great. Sorry. I'm sorry. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, it's just, Isn't it's that, not even. Is that sort of feels better though than screaming about like, there's a day. So. But I feel like, like there's, a, there's a middle ground because yeah. I, I used to do that and right. then, I, then I realized actually, I'm actually good at my job. But what I've realized is you don't need to force that down everyone's mm. throat yeah, either. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. if someone, are, if you ask me, mm. what do I think about my music? I'll tell you. Yeah. I won't just jump out of the, mm. the gate. I think for me, I'm still British. I'm not, I'm, I love America, but my experiences are from here. And what makes me different is Great Britain. Mm. Mm. Yeah. What are your experiences of, uh, have you seen much hip hop live? Not like, if, you're, if we're talking about like old school hip hop, no, like I, I, when I was like trying to move to America, I was in New York a lot and I saw... So when was this in your life then? 2007, between 2016 and 2019. Okay. And in 2017, I saw Smith and Wesson do a show. Right. Incredible. Which was like, I, I was a massive fan of them. Yeah. Right. You know, that, you know, Smith and Helter yeah, Skelter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole boot camp it was in, and all that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. La Fleur, La Fleur. Oh, that shit. That shit. Yeah. Oh my God. So, um, <laughs> I can't remember where it was, but my friend Snips took me there and I was like, Cause like Snips is, cause me, like I said, uh, my my experience with hip hop is is quite wide. Yeah, and Snips is the only person that I can experience. I mean, you want to talk about you want to talk about a purist. I mean, it doesn't get much more. He purist. doesn't get more purist than Snips. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Snips have had arguments, and he hasn't won. So I know I've got something good about me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So like, um, with with like, so Snips took was like, look, we're going to a Smith. I was like, what? It's like you don't get to. I would never get to experience that. I was too young. Yeah. When Biggie came over and Daz Effects and yeah, yeah. and all these people came over, I was too young to go to those shows. And then, like, I've been to a Jay Z Kanye show. What was that like? It was banging. It was it was amazing because I remember like they had fire and they only had a DJ and a guitarist. Right. Do you know what I mean? But the whole production. The weird of two it was things tremendous. to bring, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, just those two yeah. things. Kind it's of like thing. they just got shown into a room and you, go, you can have two of the things that are in it yeah. for yeah, this yeah, show. Yeah. Which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I haven't really, I've experienced a few like, I've experienced like Drake perform, seen gigs perform, obviously I've been at his shows. So yeah. Yeah. How about you? I mean, I've seen, I saw, I've seen, I've been to so many, but like, I'm trying to think of one of the things that we were talking about here is, I, I almost bore myself by talking about like, like the quality of live hip hop, the laziness of yeah, the, but the production. Equally, yeah. I have seen so many great shows. Like you know, yeah. we went to see Kendrick together. Yeah, that was unbelievable. It was unbelievable. That must have been tremendous. Yeah, it was amazing. O2, what here? What yeah. over there? O two. Yeah. O two. Uh, mm. It was amazing. And then saw Jay-Z when he did uh, Royal Albert Hall with a full orchestra and, mm. and he brought out Nas midway through when they just squashed their beef Jesus. or whatever. My brother nearly fell off the balcony. <laughs> ah, I've like, seen Rick Ross perform. What's that like? Rick, okay, Rick yeah. Ross. Another one that Martin T. Smooth has got me into. Oh. Same place that you performed. Unbelievable. Oh, at the Apollo? How was it? Listen, I punched my friend's arm so hard. <laughs> he almost punched me in my face. And my friend, my friend is calm. Yeah. Like, you wouldn't think so. Well, Dwayne looked at me when, when um, I think I'm big. Because <laughs> he's big, like I'm big. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking he can handle it. And he just looked at me like, do you like swear to do with one more of those? <laughs> that, I'm going to punch you in front of all of these people. Out, yeah, just yeah. throughout the whole night. For, no, no, that's when he first, I think, no, he didn't start with Big Meech. Right. Oh, did he? No, he started with MC Hammer. That's it. Right. He started with MC Hammer. 
Rick Ross is just uh... again another unique tone that mm. understands yeah. how to yeah. use his voice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great shout. It's like I just love it. It's it, it, Rick Ross's music. You, it feels like you can bathe in it. It's lush, it's lush. <laughs> it's so yeah, just excellent music. Just oh mate, it's like getting under a duvet. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> ah! For the record, Ramesh looked at me and raised his eyes. I know, right? Like, like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. The old duvet days. <laughs> <laughs>
Well, look, listen, we're almost out of time here, man. It's been, really? uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's gone super quick, man. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, so what is in your future now? What's the, what's the next steps for you? Um, so I've been heavily influenced by like Amapiano, the Amapiano sound from South Africa. Right. And the British like production, Amapiano production, like Super D's production, Taffer's production, Maestro, Scotty D, DT. There's a girl called Lush Kells. Like they brought out a song called Kings and Queens. So my musical journey now is going down that path mm. for a few reasons. The main reasons is one, I really enjoy it. And the second reason is I think my gift to the world is I can make people dance whether you want to or not. Right. Like, and my responsibility to, for me, to the world is to give people that, give people joy because we're coming out of a situation. And I do feel like it's the entertainer's job mm. you were saying this to help with in. people's yeah, yeah. mental health. And that's what I contribute. I make you dance. You can't be annoyed and dance at the same time. Mm. So that's my, my near future is about making people dance or bringing joy. Bringing joy and making people that's dance. Great. That's also your MO, yeah, it isn't is, it? Yeah, famously, it's what yeah. a coincidence. Heavy. Yeah. Great minds, great minds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, look, Danae, I'm going to be honest with you, man. Uh, I know you said, I know you apologise for getting deep, but this, in terms yeah. of music chat, has been next level, man. Oh, thank so you. So thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. The best way to give someone a gift they'll never forget is to give a gift they'll always use. American Giant makes clothes that just keep getting better with age, like their iconic full-zip hoodie that's designed to last for decades. And a gift they'll wear for years is a gift that keeps on giving. But American Giant makes a lot more than just hoodies. They have impossibly comfy sweaters, classic tees, soft structured sweatpants, even classic everyday denim. All made right here in the USA with a quality you'll have to feel to believe. Be a gift-giving giant this holiday season at American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code GRATEFULAG23. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code GRATEFULAG23.